before I even get into today's topic, I just have to say thank you so much for everyone who is responding to this podcast, who's asking for more of it. I mean, it is so sweet to see that um, and to know that this is valuable to you. It makes me really happy. And um, for those of you that also watch me on YouTube, I think that this may have been my favorite week of YouTube comments of all time. I have received the most touching, thought-felt comments, and I'm very lucky in the community that I get to experience that all the time. My audience is always thoughtful, but especially this week, I just was receiving messages that just really made my heart swell, and perhaps I'm in an energy right now where I'm just attracting a lot of positivity. I definitely feel that's the case, and maybe that's something I will share as time goes on, because I feel like a very major mental and emotional release has recently happened for me. And just the same way as physical release can cause a change for ourselves, right? Letting go of our things and our clutter can create a transformation. I think that I didn't realize I was holding on to a specific piece of emotional and mental clutter that finally released. And so I've been in a very different state of mind, and I think it's, it's helped me a lot. So, someone had asked, I believe Moon Lily on YouTube had asked me to share more thoughts in regards to self-soothing through spending. And I thought this was an interesting concept, um, which I've talked about in different ways, but I, I like the idea that she had mentioned, which was this idea of self-soothing through spending. And I have learned, and I'm sure that my hoarding tendencies were impacted by this, um, which is that I have, like many, many, many people, struggled with the idea of believing that money can come to me and that I can afford things that I need, even when I actually can afford the things that I need and I am making money. There's always this voice in my head that tells me that I'm not good enough to make money, that I'm going to run out of money, that I'm not worthy of making money, things like that, right? And I think that that can have a lot to do, at least for myself, speaking from a female perspective, and I've definitely noticed this with female perspectives, not so much from men that I've spoken with, though it's possible, that there is kind of this idea that women are still meant to be reliant on men. And there's nothing wrong with women who are reliant on men and, and are housewives and mothers. I think that's beautiful. Um, that's the type of life that I grew up with. My mother was a, a housewife who did work for the family business, but uh, didn't have to go to work. And so I was very lucky as a kid to have a, a stay-at-home mom, more or less. You know, I would go with the family to pick up. Um, my father worked in construction, so we would pick up sheet metal and machines and all these different things. And so it was... Uh, a blessed life, honestly, a very privileged life for me to have that. But I think that it also, the way that my family dynamic was, was that my father was the one making money. And the reality is that my father and my mother were making money. She was doing so much of the work. Um, and, and he was too, of course, but she was also doing a lot of it. And it's, uh, I saw the impacts that that had on her and her fear of making money when she went about her own way. 
And so I think that this is a common situation, not just for my particular experience, but for many people. And it's uh, this, this fear that we get. And so sometimes a way to soothe this fear or to make us feel like we're okay is to buy things. Because if I can buy it, that means that I'm okay. If I can afford it, that means that I'm okay. And so for quite a while, I think that a lot of my purchasing came subconsciously from, for some portion at least, from this mindset of wanting to purchase something just to prove to myself that I could purchase it, that I could afford it. Yet it never seemed to resolve that problematic mindset of me subconsciously not believing that I was worthy of money. But it was, in a way, as Moon Lily mentioned, a form of self-soothing. Soothing this little voice in my head that said, you're not good enough, by buying things. And um, in reality, it put me in a situation where I wasn't so great with... <laughs> well, I would never say that I was like t in a terrible financial situation, but I could have done much, much, much better. But I think that purchasing, while it has many other effects like creating this illusion of security, when we have insecurities about our body, this illusion of confidence, this illusion of worth, uh, it can also create, yeah, this illusion of financial capability, and particularly with spending. I mean, of course, I could go on about the other ways with uh, the way that it helps us soothe our feelings about our appearance, you know, even if we aren't going to use this actually happened to me yesterday. There's a yoga instructor that I've followed for years because I just find her really funny. And she's had a sale for her yoga practice many, many times. And I've always ended up clicking on the link and sitting there looking at the price page and going, should I do it this time? But something always stops me because I think that I just want to buy it in order to say that I... I'm doing yoga. Or maybe I think that if I buy it, that'll force me because I'm invested in it. And sometimes that technique works, but I don't think it's necessarily the best thing to do. The reality is if I really want to do yoga, I should probably start with free YouTube classes for a year. And once I know I'm dedicated, then choose something if I want, if I even find it necessary to pay for. But it was, it was a, a form of soothing my, myself into thinking that, well, I, I could do this if I wanted to. I could. I could buy this, you know, and uh, I could I could do yoga if I if I really wanted to. <laughs> There's all of these. It's just like a reassurance. You know, we're told often that we can't do things without X, Y, Z, which is usually some type of purchase that we have to have and um, or that we aren't good enough unless we're capable of purchasing things. I think that this is where a lot of luxury mindset comes down, right? Like we're we could buy just there out there, if you're looking at your beautiful little tiny Chanel bag, there is a bag that is going to last just as long, look pretty good, maybe not the same style, but it's going to look pretty much just as good for a, a tenth, if not less, of the price. But people choose to go for the Chanel, for the Hermes, for the Gucci, the Dior. I'm really... <laughs> really racking my brain here to know luxury brands. 
<laughs> it's one of the funny things I'm, I'm in some ways proud of that I don't know a ton of luxury brands, but anyway, <laughs> I don't know if that's a minimalist flex, but it might just be my ego. But anyway, people will opt for the, now this is becoming less of a thing in like the new money, the new millionaires. I think that they are far more aware of practical purchasing, but uh, old money still does a lot of this. Um, unless they're trying to hide their wealth, right? But then you're not, you're not really needing to self-soothe in that way if you're trying to hide your wealth. But um, sometimes when people want to soothe their egos and soothe their insecurities, perhaps they didn't grow up with a lot of friends because the friends thought they were too poor. Now they're going to soothe by buying this ridiculous priced item when there's something that is just as practical, just as nice, for far cheaper. But they go for the logo because these logos have created, the logos themselves have created an insecurity. Have you realized that? Just the same as how, say, a lipstick has made women insecure about their lips, right? We think that we look better with lipstick than without li lipstick. Lipstick wouldn't exist if there weren't insecurities for lips. Um, I mean, yes, there's the creative aspect, but I think... The vast majority of it is correlated to improvement, thinking that we aren't a certain way and that we need to improve it. And there's pros and cons to that. But luxury brands exist for the state of, of status. And yes, there's an art and an investment to some of it, but most of it is status. And so it's created this divide, and or it, it maybe not created the divide, but it definitely puts a visual layer to the divide between people of uh, different money, different incomes. And that one is worthy and one is not, and one will flaunt it here and one will not flaunt it here. And, and uh, it creates a divide. And this division is really what is the root of a lot of these problems, is that we see ourselves as so different from someone else, but often many of the factors that brought us this income come down to luck and situation. I'm not saying that someone who worked hard for their money got it purely because of luck, but think about the factors that can sometimes differentiate us. If we're considering the fact that you're listening, you guys hear me talk about this every episode, I feel like. If you're listening to this, that means you have access to internet and you can understand English. Huge, huge advantage over millions, if not billions of people. And so, um, basically, I'm, I'm just trying to say that there are small factors that can separate us, you know? And uh, yes, that person can work very hard for their money, but someone in a third world country who doesn't have the same resources can work just as hard and would work as hard as the millionaire, but they just don't have access to those resources. And rather than saying, you know, hey, we're equals, let's work together and build each other up, it's like a, well, I am here and they are there and here is my product. To say that I am here and they don't have that product and that's, you know, therefore they are there. So, wow, I just rambled. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what a podcast is for. And I'll be honest, I'm quite tired. It's been a pretty hectic couple weeks here, but... Um, yeah, the idea of self-soothing, it's, it's something that relates to almost every insecurity. And while I talk often about the beauty insecurities, 
I think that the wealth insecurities and the insecurities of not being able to buy are um, also important to consider in the process of self-soothing and, and the process of why we end up buying so many things. Buying a lot of stuff, just having a lot of stuff may just make us feel like we are rich and worthy, even if that stuff is mostly garbage. I would say now I have gotten used to the idea of knowing that I'm able to afford something and just not purchase it. It's just that difference of, of one action. And to be confident enough in trusting that I'm happy with that and not having to buy that item in order to prove to everybody else that I can afford it. Because that's the other thing, right? If, if I don't buy that item, then the people around me can't see that I could afford it. So I think a lot of people will buy an item with the idea in mind that other people will be able to see it. And therefore, if they can see it, then they know that I can afford it and they know that I fit into a certain social class. But if you can find a way to get out of that cycle, get out of that mindset, get out of that fear of how others perceive you, that in itself saves you so much money. So I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you so much for listening. You can always reach me on Instagram, Facebook. Um, thank you to those of you that are um, supporting me on Patreon. I've got, I think, one or two people. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> but anyhow, that that is a really important place for me right now because I realize it's one way that I can actually get uh, support to do what I love and, and help you guys grow. So uh, the Patreon is Clear Your Mindset, just like everything else. And uh, if you have any questions or requests for podcasts, you can leave it all there. But uh, anyhow, thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.